Aaron, it's all, it's the only thing that gets me turned on nowadays. decided <laughs> <laughs> to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums is a side by Rolling Stone magazine. The, because you asked. I yeah, cut I mean, that part off curious. earlier, but you asked. You said, know. Rob, what turns you on these days? So I wanted to tell you. It's how we start. It's how we start all of our podcasts with a vocal warm up. What turns me on these days? What turns me on these days? It's always <laughs> knee me in the crotch. Uh, what this resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. I command you: sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album. 150. And from 1982, it's Nebraska by the boss. Okay. Now I feel like I've, I feel like this is the uh, number of times we've done Bruce Springsteen. I can't say any, I've made the Hugo Boss joke almost every time. I'm not going to do it again. I'm stronger than that. Okay. And I've done all the boss jokes. I've done Hugo Boss. But what I didn't get about this album is when Bruce Springsteen came out dressed like a cop and he started beating on the Ultimate Warrior with his baton. The big boss man. Yes, I couldn't believe it. Wrestling in. If you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia. <laughs> you know the big boss man died at 42. No, oh, don't geez. say that. I was just oh. going to say how, I looked so much like a boss that? man. He, was he died 42? at 42. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Who could believe a wrestler at that time would be living a life that would cause him to die early? Would well, you take how, that life, how old, are, how old are you? How old are you guys? <laughs> I'm 43. 43. Man. Yeah, oh, there I you beat go. The big boss man. Yeah, yeah did it. I, I, I've but... also never, I've also never given the the Hulkster a hard time slam. So okay, listen, guys. Remember when he fought the Mountie at WrestleMania? It was like the battle of like oh, the, the Georgia mm-hmm. cop versus the Canadian policeman. Let's go to the radio. Thank you, Mister Marconi. Oh, no. Somebody just left. That was it. All right. Here we go. This is me. I got thrown out of the Zoom, but I'm back. Now I'm here to listen to the radio with you guys. Oh, shoot. I pushed the wrong button then. Got back in. <laughs> All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 150th episode. This is oh, K-Rob. K-R-O-B. You know, 150 episodes. Is that even a lot? Well, let's do the math. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll add a- 150 episodes with this one tonight. There's only 350 episodes left. If episode one represented 12 midnight, it would be 8 a.m. for this podcast. It's about 9.4 days if you listen straight to, to every episode. We're only about 30% complete with 47,000 downloads. If this was a calendar, we'd just be starting May. If we were going to school, we'd be done with grade three. I just realized I'll be 50 when this is done in my We can be funny from this. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. This is just extra pipes I put in for ballast for the episode. We're going to shake it off, make it funny. Is episode 150 like the second 150 or is it the first 150? Is there episode zero counts as a number? So technically we've done 150. 
We done Meaning this is the second 150, right? I, listen, if only there is a math expert on if, the Zoom who could top in right now teacher, and help us out, where would we be? Speak up. And don't forget about the Christmas episode and don't forget about episode zero. There okay. are no math teachers on the Zoom. They're just quitters. People <laughs> just, couldn't handle being a teacher anymore, so they had to quit and find a new no, job. To find more that's pleasure as a principal. No, that's okay. Somebody, somebody, it actually turns out some people made the right decision, and I didn't I, realize that until I was much older. <laughs> What's the old saying? Those who can't teach admin? Oh. <laughs> no. Nobody has ever said that behind people's backs. All right. <laughs> Those who can't teach crowd control at state hockey tournaments? No. Oh, that no. That, I will not stand for this. Okay. <laughs> Because my camera is pointed at me sitting. Uh, listen, we are talking about Bruce Springsteen. It's the boss. We are talking about Nebraska, the album that when I said, oh, we're doing Nebraska, everybody said, what? Uh, and listen, this is one boss I would want to sexually harass me. I mean, give me those buns, Bruce. I, it's coming up in your next album. It's the money we maker. Know it. It's true. It's the money yeah. maker. Hey, Rob. If I, had, if I said you had a nice body, would you hold it against me? I'd be like, Bruce, <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> Suck on my finger. Bruce, that's too Whoa. far. That's past <laughs> that's past work sexual harassment, I feel Mel like. Gibson it's not subtle. Stuff right there. God. Yeah. I wish your panties had a delete key. I listen. What? Listen, I got oh, three wait, guys here. I got three guys here who are so excited for this album because they love the E Street band. It's their favorite part of Bruce Springsteen. I've got Russell in uh Minneapolis down in the down in the down in the pit. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, all of our <laughs> listeners have bad. thoughts about the DVD tournament. That's a fact. But all those porta potty dwellers keep coming back. So <laughs> listeners better put on their makeup and fix up their hair pretty and meet me tonight in DVD Tournament City. Nice. Woo! Well, listen, if you are maybe sitting on the Zoom and you don't know what we're talking about, Russell has moved into his new place. And when he moved in, he looked out the window, a great sweeping view of the river, of course, uh, in Minneapolis. And uh, between the time he had inspected the place and moved in, they had installed approximately 10 porta potties right outside of his window. So that is not what he looks at <laughs> when he looks outside. And it gives me, gives me great pleasure. Okay. I think about it almost every day. My kids and I have talked about it definitely every day since the last record. So it's bringing us a lot of uh, family time and we appreciate, we appreciate our life. I mean, who knows? My kid loves talking about Porta potties. Who would have guessed? That's the case. Uh, I've got uh, Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are do you? Do they do they call the magic water e the elixir? <laughs> it does the look like a elixir? video game elixir, elixir, doesn't it? If I drink it, it's going to increase my mana. Yeah. It's blue. Red is for health. Everybody knows that. Well, uh, Rob, you know, two, three weeks in a row, you, you chose correctly in going with Russell first because yeah, I would have completely ruined his vibe if I would have stole. His line, but I've got written down here. I said, "Put your makeup on, fix your hair up, pretty. Meet me tonight in Pleasure Principal City." Oh, nice. There you go. Let's go. Oh boy! Uh, and oh. I've got Aaron out in California now. Aaron just was telling us how much he loved the movie Air. Air, where there, it's it's about Nike getting Michael Jordan. His favorite part was at the end where Nike made tons of money. That's why everybody's like, "Yay!" Everybody this theater stands up and goes, "Hooray!" They got the meeting with Michael Jordan. A movie about fucking taking meetings. Can you believe Aaron, it? Aaron was probably fist pounding like all the four comma club people that he's with, right? <laughs> Aaron, listen, right? Aaron, you guys know it sounds kind of funny, <laughs> kind of funny, yes, indeed. But at the end of every hard day, people find a reason to believe. Let's talk about Nebraska. I love this album. Yes, I have had a hard day. Nine hours. I got to go see my doctor. Uh, let's get into the <laughs> section that I have titled voicemails. This album's so bad. I can't even get pumped about Aaron's quote. No, no, no. I'm going to change your mind. I'm working on it. I'm ready. I'm here for you. Incorrect, I'm here for you. Russell. This Incorrect. Is a, this Russell. is an interesting one. 
All right, let's listen to whatever this is. Oh, oh God. On the back line, 802-277-BECK. That's 802-277-2325. Now, this might shock you, but this week, I am begging you, please call in and leave They're a voicemail. Please, back. please, yeah. please. I need those voicemails, okay? I have uh, I've miscalculated uh, some simple math. Please, please, please call in. A lot of miscalculations this week. Yeah, we go Man. From 60 to zero so fast around here. Hey guys, close personal relative of Aaron's calling in. Hey, oh, there oh. was a thread on Twitter last week, and then in the Frank Ocean episode, Russell made mention of a song that sounded like it would be on a FIFA soundtrack. Anyways, the Twitter thread asks, what song is extremely synonymous with a video game for you? Um, so curious if any of you guys have any uh, specific songs from any video game past. Um, for me, it does not get any better than Train in Vain off of NCAA Football 2006. The one with nice. Justin Howard on the cover. Uh, oh. Shout out as well to MVP Baseball 05, the greatest soundtrack of all time. Thank you. This guy, this guy knows his stuff. Actually, the, the song that makes me think of video games is also off. The MVP Baseball 2005 soundtrack. No. Manny Ramirez was on the cover. Love it. Love it. And the song is Dropkick Murphys. The song, the artist is Dropkick Murphys. The song is Tessie. Rob, pull that up. Tessie well, by the Dropkick song. Murphys. I don't know this song. This, this caller. And the reason it's important is I had actually bought my old house with a good friend of mine. It was definitely not the Pleasure Principle. <laughs> And so when we moved into this house, within about two months of us living there, our sewer backed up full of shit into the basement, and we had to tear out the whole basement. So all the walls had to come down, all the furniture, everything had to go. And for about a year, we didn't finish the basement. We literally just sat in the basement with a big screen TV in camping chairs playing MVP baseball, the home run derby, for literally like a year straight with the pleasure principle. It's one of my all-time favorite moments with... The Pleasure Principle is playing the Home Run Derby, listening to Tessie by the Dropkick Murphys on MVP Baseball. How do you even beat that? You can't top that. It's amazing. I, it is amazing, though, isn't it, how many video game song memories we have? What, what, Matt, yeah. what do you got for a video game I've song? Got, I mean, I literally have none. You, you know, you... Pull back the curtain. You gave us about mm. eight hours to think about this, right? Like, <laughs> well, the only thing I could come up with was the Rocky Top song, the Tennessee Rocky oh Top God. song. This is from college. I had up? nothing Why to do with it. always come up? But pod, what were we, pod 321 beats the shit out of pod 324 or something like that. Technically, it was a tiebreaker, but it's a great song. You know, I mean, I and this song lie. was just playing nonstop because Tennessee was always kicking the shit out of whoever else it was. So this we was Texas. just... Texas, you know, yeah. so so it was just the Rocky Tops. I mean, that's the only thing I could come up with that, you know, that associated me with a video game. You know what I loved about that football tournament is that's where I met my wife, said nobody. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting there playing video games and, yeah. and Marcus Lady was like, hey, yeah. that's the guy I need to spend my life with right there. She was like, oh my God, are you faking a field goal against Aaron? <laughs> oh, I want to marry you so bad. I got to ask you guys, would you consider yourselves like good video game players back in the day or not? Because like I was pretty, pretty, I would say above average at most games, but like one of my good friends, the pleasure principal also played in that that tournament between Texas and Tennessee where that song came from, Matt. And I always kind of looked at the pleasure principle as like, I don't know. He's not like overly good, but damn, when it came to big games, he would always win. He would always come through. The pleasure principle was was a a clutch player in video games when you, when you weren't quite expecting it. 
No, I I was absolutely horrible at video games. I always was like after Nintendo, I was a system behind everybody. Yeah, you know, and so like all of a sudden, Bond is it Bond, Goldeneye? Is that was that before Bond or something like you know? So all of a sudden, Goldeneye is out, right? And everybody's playing it forever, and like, oh, well, come over and play Goldeneye. So I go over there and I just get shot and I die right away. So I'm like, well, this is fun, right? And that's just what that was. That's my experience with video games. So I'm sour grapes. I I've never been good at them. I've been good at at uh. There you go. That's that one. I guess reminds me. Oh, Man. boom! See, it just started. I already died. I'm already out. I'm done. So this is about as far as I got through the song. I'm the same man. Russell knows he set me up on this. Russell played video games with me for the better part of four years, and I got my ass beat pillar to post in every type of game <laughs> imaginable. I, I was never a good video game player, and Russell knows that. But for me, the game, of course, was Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and the song, of course. Did you ever hear the song anywhere else besides? Beside Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the ad for it. This was the ad. Down to the beach and saw Kiki. It's she so was all like Liam. Uh, uh, <laughs> I only got love for one skating game, and that was the original on Nintendo's like, 720 yeah, Skate or Die. Oh, skate right. or Die. The, the tornado would come to like wipe you off the game. That was the best. Skate or Die. And this girl comes yeah. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk had good shit. They had Tony Hawk had Delta Funky Homo Sapien. Like Tony Hawk had some good stuff on there. Ace of Spades was on Tony Hawk. There was oh some my good God. stuff in there. I mean, it's kind yeah. of a, it's kind of cheating. Like, uh, was Guitar Hero, right? Like, I hear, I still hear songs that come on the radio now, and I'm like, oh, that was from Guitar Hero, you know. So I do hear that. I have song. to say, the caller mentioned this song, uh, "Train in Vain." That it was in the training on the Clash. Yeah, it was on the training part of the football game that he would play, which I think is so fun. It's like, well, that's the thing about this. I happen to know that this caller would. Uh, play the training mode on this game for multiple hours at a time. So this, this caller definitely spent a lot of time playing training mode. You know, isn't it weird how those games are like that? Like yes. I, like in a, in a like in a meditative state. I went through a period in Madden where I would just like fantasy draft my team, and then I'd play like one game, and then I'd quit and be like, I don't like this team. And then I would just oh. go through like another fake draft and pick, you know all the guys I wanted and then I'd make it one game and be done. Hey, I got a song. I got, I didn't get to give a song. I got a song. My, my one, my one song that I can think of is I can't remember what year Madden had never scared by bone crusher, but bone crusher never scared was on Madden one year. Please just wait the, a minute. I can't, I can't, I gotta do this first. I mean, uh -huh. you, you really you make my life so hard. I gotta type in bone crusher. I've got to go to like oh, Bing yeah. RUS, like the Russian Come Bing on, to go find it. I Scared. Oh, I forgot about this song. Yeah. Right? This was on a Madden game. Great one. I actually have one more on Madden. I think Madden got really good at adding songs. And the other one I had was from Madden 2003. It was the one with Marshall Falk on the cover. I don't know if you guys oh, remember wow. the Marshall Falk game. But the song was by Andrew WK, the song Party Hard. Do you guys remember Andrew WK, Party Hard? Is that the guy with the blood on his this face? This song the album cover? is so good. Oh. I love Andrew WK. This let it rip from he the He only had songs so about good. partying, which I could appreciate. Yeah. You turn on Madden football and this starts breaking, you're ready to go, right? Right. You're like, let's go. 
Very dropkick Murphy-esque, too. I mean, they're kind of the and same thing. Everyone else in college is like, hey, we're going down to a party at the hockey house. All the girls with leather jackets are already down there. You know it's going to be fun, <laughs> and we're like, we can't, baby. We're partying hard. We're playing Madden. We're on year 10 of a dynasty. Wait, you went to school with <laughs> girls in leather jackets? That's yeah, that's the hockey head. girls. Somebody on this call knows what I'm talking about. I'm getting a big I'm nod. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were at all the games. Trust me, I was always watching them. Unfamiliar to me. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize there was a was a group called the Hockey Girls. Or I didn't know there was a hockey girl group. Was there one in college? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I I assume so because I kept talking about it on my radio show that I had. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get into rolling going. Most of them are married to it's hockey it's players. Time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for rolling. Going. Uh, all right, rolling, going, Aaron, rolling, going. How yeah. is it going with you? Now, I got to say, Aaron, before we start, I know I don't like yeah. to talk about your appearance very much, but you are looking okay. a little more herzut today. You're a little hairy. Okay, yeah. you got a little hair on top. You got a little hair on the face. I it's cannot true. wait to see what is the reason. <laughs> Have you been out hiking? You're out camping. You're out doing exciting things. What is going on, Aaron? That's thank you for noticing. I it's uh, I man, the summer's a grind. I don't know what this is like like for you mm, all. I don't like, find that. Oh, yeah, no, day, <laughs> days are already getting shorter. I mean, cripes. It's, if, if you mean that you're soon have the state fair like and the MTV Christmas grind around the corner. <laughs> If All you, of a sudden, like, instead of, yeah, like, we, my son went to a camp this week. Uh, and it was Aaron, like, wait, I, did, I don't think I got that clean. If you're talking about jacking off a lot, like MTV grind, then yes, <laughs> the summer is a grind for me. <laughs> my mom's like, say, this guy loves watching the grind. This guy, and he must be dancing because he is down. There are sweat stains on the couch like you wouldn't believe downstairs. Does your, does your frequency <laughs> increase during the summer, Rob? Yeah, I wake up and what is there to do? Hmm, I don't know. What should I do? Huh, what should I huh, what should I do? Should I get up and do the dishes, which by the way, there are like eight egg yolks every morning in the kitchen I got to clean up. Okay? And walk the dog and start my day and should I go to jujitsu in the morning? Wait, or should I go in the evening? What am I going to go to the gym? Hold on. She's just throwing the yolks out. She just eats the whites and throws the yeah, yolks out. She you eats can buy eight egg whites every day and puts the yolks in a bowl. I don't know. Listen, if I try to eat them, Aaron, I, I've tried. I've tried making custard. I've tried doing something. Okay. It's recommended by zero, by negative five <laughs> out of five doctors. Doctors came back in right. the future I mean, and like, don't do it. Hey, you know that heart attack you've been waiting for? This is it right here. Isn't this that how yeah. Hogan trained for WrestleMania, Rob? Wasn't it? Wasn't he? Wasn't he eating sushi then? It was, it was egg yolks, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yes. I think, yeah, he was eating. He was. <laughs> drinking egg yolks, raw eggs. I got I got salmonella from oral sex from Hulk Hogan. A lot of people don't know that. That was <laughs> I've been eating so many egg yolks, brother. I got a bacterial infection, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for noticing. I've not had time to shave this week. Uh, my son's been in this camp. It hasn't like it, it went okay by Thursday, Friday, but the first few days he was kind of unsettled, so it took a long mm -hmm. time to get him out the door. Uh, I don't know what it's like in your yards, but my yard is like anything that looks mm. fucking ugly is growing out of control and anything that looks nice has died. So I'm out there pulling weeds all the time. So every water. time I thought I was like, oh, I should shave. Water. Yeah. Every time I thought I should shave, then I got to get out there and clean the yard. So I did the same thing today. So here's what happened to me today. I had, I had a break in my afternoon. It's Friday afternoon. I had a break from two to four. Uh, and so it was like, okay, Dude, should I shave? A wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, you, what, what? it's a Friday, and yeah. you have a break from two to four, and you have to Does go back at four a.m. No, because <laughs> here's the deal. 
I had to have a call with my what boss's are you, a teacher. I had to have a call with my boss's boss at 4 p.m. today because I got some shit going on. So, you know, when like when uh-huh. your boss's boss oh. in the morning, oh, no. like, hold on, hold on, hey. hold on, hold on. F- Friday, 4 p.m. with mm-hmm. your boss's boss. Do you yeah. still have a job? Do, are you, I do. Are I you still, still employed? I'm still good. I still okay, get a job. All, right. yep. all good there. But yeah. Yeah. That's the classic time. That's <laughs> never <laughs> accept a oh God, never the accept other, a meeting. Do the, the boss's 13 boss. people you manage still have yeah. a job? At least 12 of them do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. She reached out to me this morning at nine. Like, hey, do you have time to talk about this thing today? I'm like, sure. I'm free after 12. She's like, how about four? Great. So all oh day I'm thinking, yes, oh. I got this thing going on. I would have been sweating bullets, Rosie. That is Just, a baller I mean, boss yeah. move. Yeah. That yeah. is so a baller it, boss move. Put the pressure on you. Make you stay till the end of the day. I yep. love it. Yeah. I got a new head to school at my school one year. He was brand new. And this is like, I don't know what. It's November, December, right? He comes down. I, I get an email. Head of school wants to see you. Lunch no, today. No. And I was like, oh. At lunch? So I go in. Oh, yeah. They don't respect my lunchtime. So I go in. <laughs> God. And instantly, I'm doing a lab with the kids. I get eggshell. Yeah, he's, he's trying to eat egg yolks, and there's nobody giving him the time to do it. Uh, how many classes? How many classes do you teach a day? Well, I, there's some days where I only do one, but there's some days oh, where okay, it gets all yeah. the way up to four. So they're messing, yeah. And those are four okay. 40 minute classes. Okay, and I can go <laughs> home when I'm done. Now, here's the thing: <laughs> I'm dissolving eggs in vinegar, right? So the eggshell is like this white powdery stuff it gets all over my pants. So now I have white stains all over my pants. And I told the kids, of course, hey, after this, the head of the school is meeting with me. I'm probably not going to be here next week. It's been okay teaching you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so then the kids are like, you have egg on your pants. You're going to get fired. So, of course, I go meet with this guy. And he says to me, even worse, I wish you would have fired me because you know what he said? I heard you were funny. Can you host the Christmas party? You guys remember that. Can you uh, host yeah, the Christmas yeah, yeah. party? And oh, I was there's like, there's nothing you would love more than this. Yeah, though. You, you would like love it. Six to midnight right there. It might surprise you. I got too drunk when I was hosting the party. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, let's do cheers. And every time we cheered, I had a whole drink. And after about the 10th one, I was like, oh, I can't be doing this. I'm hosting. Uh, sorry, Aaron, to interrupt. So, yeah. So today at two o'clock, I was like, uh, like Anna came home. Uh, she had had the car and I was like, hey, uh, I got this two hour break. Should I like, I need to shave. Should I shave? Nice. Or do you want to, do you want to take a walk? Cause the sun, it's been cloudy here. So the sun finally came out. So I was like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. take a walk. So we take a 30 minute walk and I was like, Oh fuck. Uh, I was going to make hot dogs tonight. We have no hot dog buns. And oh, I'm two months, I'm two months late on pickups at the wine shop for the wine club. And we have no rosé in the house for Anna. So I was like, listen, all right, two, four, we get done with walking at two fifty. And I got a meeting with my boss's boss at four. And I was like, I felt like Matt right here. I felt like I was doing a mat. I was like, You're I can get missing this meeting to go get hot dog buns. And I, rose? Can, I can get down to the wine yes. shop, get my pickup done, pick up another six bottles, get back, stop for hot dog buns and get home. So I did it. I drove downtown. I stopped in. Unfortunately, it was not mm-hmm. the regular person working at the wine shop. It was the stoner guy who's like really slow and like their Wi-Fi wasn't working. But I still I slammed it. I chugged a glass of rosé. Wi-Fi is not working. Up, so yeah. why? Because because why, why do we have to make work. this digital? I'm trying to pay for my stuff because I got I pick up my wine that's there mm-hmm. and then I got to add some more bottles. And so then I I I you know chug a glass of wine, get my bottles of wine, go back to the car, drive back to town. Then like all of a sudden there's like traffic on 24. So I had to get off on Claremont and then I'm going up Broadway Terrace. I get to the, to the grocery store at three 45, which is five minutes from home. So I run in, you got it. You know where I'm going. I pick up the hot dog buns. 
There were none in the regular spot because they've got a special going on by the front of the register. So all, I figured that all out. Got it all yeah. done. Walked into my house at 3.53 just in time to set everything down and have my call with my boss's boss. So I felt like, I felt like Matt. Like oh. I knew I could do it. I made it happen. Yeah. I felt I felt Aaron, smooth. if you reported to me, you'd... Your boss would have two less employees. After <laughs> that. I can't believe you risked no. that. You risked showing up late to go to go run those errands. This, no, that's, that's, not most, a good move. that's the most errand thing ever of all time. <laughs> I mean, hey, it oh, I noticed you were late good. to the meeting. What were you doing? I was getting hot dog buns and wine. It's Friday, <laughs> <laughs> right? We're trying to drink some rosé and make some hot dogs for my family. What I mean, problem was, you know, like I I do that on a daily basis, right? Like to wow. the minute. Like right. I know that it takes me like six and a half minutes oh, to get God. from my house to Lifetime. On about 66 and Xerxes, which is York, but then it turns into Xerxes because it kind of goes at an eight. It's turning it up. Yeah. <laughs> trying to drown us You know, out. I know it's six and a half minutes and it's like a minute to get in and all the, like, uh, it's on the daily, right? Doing the math. Except then all of a sudden, like, there'll be like a lane down in a road or something, mm-hmm. or there'll be an accident or something. And it just, I, I always forget about that stuff. So I've started leaving a little, I started leaving like three minutes just in case. So in case I got to yeah. go around or something like that. But. Sorry. The hot dog buns were up by the register. The boss is like, <laughs> yeah, I was just calling. And you didn't even get real hot dog buns. Did you tell us the truth? Yeah. You did not even get the real hot dog buns. Yeah. Did, did you get like some, well, the boss is probably calling and being like, Hey, listen, I was thinking about that John Henry's hammer song and you're right. AI is going to take over this business. You're fired. <laughs> Oh God! What? Is Aaron pause now? This is the best. He's frozen. That he's frozen talk. in the way I love the way he's frozen. That where he's kind of really thinking he's about smiling it. Smiling at your jokes. At he's least. very serene. I like it. Hey, you yeah. know what? I actually have his. Do I still have his laugh somewhere? No, I think I got rid of that page. Well, apparently that hey, the Wi-Fi. Something's going on with the Wi-Fi in California. There he is. <laughs> now, Aaron, Zoom again. Aaron, let me think about this. Did you attempt to do what I have tried to pass? I bet I try to pass this on my kids once a year. I'm like, listen, we got hot dogs. <laughs> But I got hamburger buns. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut the hot dogs into thirds. We're going to put it on. It's the same. It's bread. It's buns. And you, my kids think I am the devil when I try to do that. I, yeah, they, I, don't, I don't mess with that. I don't try it. You got to yeah. go even even more ghetto and just take, you know, how you got the loaf of bread. Loaf you got the bread. two ends. Right. You just take the two ends and. You're like, it's you know, the same as your bun. Dog, but no, the I don't butts. try that. No, my yeah. son just wouldn't the eat butts. it. Like, there's yep, no the way. Butts. No way. I got two different kind of buns so he could choose. We had the pretzel buns and then the top slice buns, which actually I think that like the top slice buns were kind of nice. I, I gotta get, I gotta get onto this. So Aaron sent us a picture today. This is this is not just the podcast. Too much this bread, pervades, Rosie. pervades yeah, the whole life. Aaron delicious. sent us a picture of hot dog buns that are cut from the top. So he bought hot dog buns which are cut from the top yeah. in what I like to call the uh, Jared style because it's what Subway used to do. Okay, before they got all woke. All right, <laughs> woke mind virus. Uh, and so they cut it from the top. I love it. I love it, Rosie. You could put a jam that thing full of hot dog, put it right in the top with everything. You know, you don't have to, you can hold it. You can display it. You can have it on the plate. There's no mess, no muss, no fuss. Love the top loaded hot dog. I'm with you, man. I enjoyed it. I loved that. I could stuff some pickles in there and put some hot peppers on top, some sauce. I loved it. The ultimate hot dog bun I had was in the Czech Republic. I had one once where it was just all encasing. It looked like oh, a it looked yeah. like a circumcised penis because it was kind of sticking out of like a baguette. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right? because they oh, take the baguette and they put it on the hot dildo and then that hollows mm-hmm. the thing out and then they put the hot what? dog in there. Yeah, I've seen that in Austria. And this yeah. big hot part is sticking out, and the other part has yeast. So yeah. it's very <laughs> similar to a lot of things. 
actually. All right, but enough about uh, enough about tube meat. How's it really going with Matt? Uh, good. Um, I, I know we talk about it, and we've talked about starting a, another podcast, but there. Just, I love it when it comes up. It's so great, and I got to just drop everything I'm doing. There was another cult documentary that came out recently. What? For real? Yeah, about the Duggards. About the oh, Duggards. No. I yeah. forget what it's called, but the Duggards. Uh, shiny happy people. Shiny happy people. Yeah. Yeah. About how fucked up that whole thing is, and I can't get enough of it. And I think it's just great, and I've watched it. So. Yeah. Somebody in the Zoom, somebody in Zoom call was a big fan of the Duggars for a while. He was like, hmm, these guys have the right idea. Pump out these kids like crazy. Let's do it. Yeah, but <laughs> got halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> Is there, yeah, keep it. I need more arrows in my quiver. More yeah. arrows in my pleasure quiver. Yep. <laughs> That's good. Listen, 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 listen. We all love having sex with our wife. It's great. Okay. I think we can all agree to that. You know, even when it's not great, it's this great. It's going to be bad. Okay. <laughs> but uh, after like the ninth kid, aren't you just like, geez, I see it's starting to see a correlation here. Like these two <laughs> things start to go together. You know what I mean? Like, it's like uh, enough. Like when you're sitting there and you're throwing away like, I don't know, five dirty diapers in a day, like in the morning, just when you wake up, you got to be like, listen, I got to stop fucking my wife. Like I, it, it, this has to end. I mean, they, part of the thing, I was trying to figure out how they live. You know, it's, it's more about like everything else going around, but I never really watched the Duggards. So I didn't see like on a daily basis how they did all the laundry and all that. But you see how they did. I mean, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. But you see like three of the kids have to bake like 10 loaves of bread in the morning. Like that's their chore just to have enough oh. food for lunches and things like that. And I bet know, they so have I a bread know. kit, Aaron. I bet they have yeah. a sourdough kit. That's that sounds they- that doesn't sound bad to me. Yeah, that seems smart. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the fact where your kid, you know, it's like, oh, well, you should be in school, but oh, well, you got to stay home with the, you know, with the mom and take care of the kids. So you don't get yeah, to go fair. to school anymore. So, th- you know, then there's things like that that pop up and you're like, this is fucked. Oh, so that's <laughs> Matt, Aaron and Rob. All you guys, two of you have two kids. Aaron has one kid. Did you guys ever have a moment where you're like, oh, I, I can't go for four. Like some of our friends have out there. Like, oh. was there a. A moment where you're like, it, it, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Other than like a technical procedure, I'm not talking about the physical yeah. aspect of it. I'm yeah. asking. I mean, we, was we're there a, we're was more on the technical procedure moment? side. So you if you really want to get into that, Russell, we can you, get into the technical procedure Yeah. You want to talk to me about the technical procedure of how my wife had two kids with me? Oh, God. You're sick, Russell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rob, what was it for you? Did you guys just purposely decide that you were good at two or not? No, my wife was like, hey, I, we, are you thinking about another one? I said, absolutely not. I said, absolutely not. Because after two, like, you got to kind of change, like, you got to like, you got to, everything has got to be different, right? Like, it's a different car. You can't just sit on an airplane seat, like, with the two kids. Like, it's a whole different, like, it's, you got, it's a whole new lifestyle. And I'm, I'm much too lazy to do that. Like, I'm, I'm such a bad parent. I'm so lazy. I don't want anything to do with anything. I want it to be as simple as possible. <laughs> uh, but no, I am not. I'm, I'm, it, it was pretty clear. Like, two kids, perfect amount for me. It's great. Matt? Well, I mean, for us, it was we, we took a lot to have the kids, and That's then it right. was basically like you know we got two healthy kids, and Sarah, you're still healthy. Let's just uh, you know cash in our chips and call it good. You know why uh, why make a why dance with the devil too many times? You know, so that was kind of our decision. Sure, uh, my son tried to murder us between ages zero and four, so there was. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, he's only like, three we, and a half. Yeah. We were just I don't know, we were just talking about this tonight. Like he was, I mean, we had some. 
fucking nightmare, heartbreaking months at a time with the sleep and the screaming and the. So it was like, yeah, that's it. We're 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 still still recovering. He's sleeping right now though, so that yeah. that's good. Like, and you know, because if guys could develop <laughs> a vagina, fake vagina that felt exactly like a real one, what they would be a bazillionaire. They would make a thousand dollars. They would make a million dollars, right? <laughs> Because everybody would buy it. They'd be like, oh, I could just do this. You just went from bazillion to thousand to million. It feels like. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Numbers, Aaron. Look it up. Confidence interval on this okay. is really wide. I got a news for you. Dr. Numberline came up with something. You better check it out. All right. <laughs> and if they made a perfect replication, everybody would have one. But they haven't yet. The stuff they've come up with. I mean, that stuff. You buy it in Walgreens. That's no good. I want to pay like $10,000 for something where it's like, this feels just like it. And you don't have to clean it. That's the main thing I think is the oh, cleaning part. <laughs> I'm going to edit all this out, but I'm serious about the cleaning part. Like that's because you would be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh. They'd be like, I'm so tired. <laughs> ah, but I got to clean this thing. You know what I mean? And then you'd be in the bathroom. You'd have one of those baby bottle brushes. You'd be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> your wife be would come home. cleaning all those egg yolks. Up, like, though, I wonder yeah. how long this would go if we just let Why? it go. Like, could he do that's this for two I, hours? Just He's got to fill the silence, guys. Yeah. Just well, hold on. Just watch. Just watch. Just why is there a wet spot in the bed when I've been at work all day? You've been at home. It's 9 a.m. You got the bottle brush out already. What are you doing? And edit point. <laughs> all right. So that's a little something for our live guests. Nobody else is going to hear that. Oh, all right. Roll it going, Russell. Week. How's it going with you? Things things are going good. As you guys know, I, I moved into this new place and, and I've Trying to narrow down my DVDs. The new the new co-tenant is getting on me about this big case of DVDs I brought. Hey, I'm over the you, limit. That's great. I've, that's, I've, that's, I've uh, went and bought two tubs from Menards, just like Matt told me to. Uh, but I've got three because one is full of DVDs. So as you guys know, I have to narrow down the DVDs. Are you, so we're doing... The, have, you, have you had the, the serious conversation in your head like DVD tub versus this new co-tenant? Maybe this just isn't going to work? No. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll do that on the after podcast. Okay. <laughs> I will say before we talk about the DVDs, I'm, I will I'm ask you guys. you for rush hour two. <laughs> I, I might need to go to the co-tenant advice quarter real quick. Yes. Oh, no, no, I had another. Okay, wait. Okay. We'll get to it, Rob. We'll, we'll do a bull. Get to the corner. It's time for Russell's Tennis Corner. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to change the sound clip, am I? Aren't I? Now we'll wait. We'll wait until I get married before I turn to it. We'll see. <laughs> so the question I was going to ask you is I, we're recording tonight and I noticed last week we listened to the podcast and I hated my audio quality because I'm down in this basement, wood floors everywhere. Uh, my audio quality is just was terrible the other night and I'm sure it's going to be terrible again tonight. But so I started thinking, you know, is it all right to ask the co-tenant, hey, could you just like go to bed early tonight or get out of the main mm-hmm. floor so I could record? In the main floor, what what would your guys' advice be about trying to kick out your co-tenant so you could report record your podcast in a better acoustic room? My oh. advice, Russell, is don't ask, tell. Okay, they like it when you direct. <laughs> they like it when you say, "Hey, you know what? I'm doing something. If you could just go to bed, that'd be great." Okay, <laughs> definitely, that's going to go really well. My advice is just let that audio be shitty for a while until you figure it out. Cause it's not worth it. So just your audio is not shitty. Russell. It's just fine. It's not worth getting an argument about. That's my advice. So anyways, I, I floated out the idea. Well, maybe I could just record up in the kitchen tonight and, and you could kind of evacuate the area. And then 
I yeah. did not get a rousing response, so I'm yeah. back down here in the basement again. Same I'll place. tell you what, anytime you use the term evacuate with your uh, partner in your house, that's always a good sign. I think that's really good. Okay, <laughs> referring to them <laughs> to evacuate, I think it's great. Where would your co-tenant go if if she were to evacuate? Well, I mean, they could come down and sit in this freezing cold basement, right? <laughs> but anyways, as you guys know, I've got this, this all these DVDs, and we're narrowing them down. We're doing the yep. DVD tournament. What, yep. wait, 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 wait. Welcome to K-Rob, everybody. K-R-O-B. Listen, the other week we did a DVD tournament, seeing which DVDs Russ is going to keep. And the number one question we got is, how is so-and-so number eight seed? You morons. We said we alphabetized them. Listen, please. Yeah. I need to make a decision. And it's hard for me to do. Which DVD? Yeah, help me decide. I can only hold on to five. Well, I know that I need more space. And now which, which one should go? They're alphabetized. That's how we set up the tourney. So don't ask why they're ranked so strangely. Let's decide. Wow. Please do I want when I move. Yes. I'll be gone. It's alphabetized. So discards the days, number one, so don't complain about how the ranking was done. I got to say, this ranking, the DVD tourney, which yeah. I thought, you know, I thought, hey, this is an idea. This is content. Let's fill it up. This got a higher response than anything that I have ever said on the podcast, on the text chain. <laughs> Everybody is talking about the DVD tournament. And the number one question was, how was that ranked so low? When Russell clearly explained, even I heard that they were yes. alphabetized. It, and, and Rob, technically, if I were to rank them from one to 16, there'd be no reason to have the tournament. I would just keep the top ones, right? We're alphabetizing them. We're looking to decide... Who do you guys think and who do the listeners think are the DVDs that need to advance well, and stay listen, in my collection? If one of these DVDs is ALF, that's a twofer because that's going to be a one seed. And it's already alphabetized. It's ALF is all over it. Alphabetized. <laughs> all right. A, a few weeks ago, we did the hey, comedy. Larry. We did the comedy region. Tonight, we can do action, sports, or drama. Do you guys have a choice? Uh, let's do drama for the sex scenes. Drama. Well, there's sex and action oh. movies too. You, are you pick drama? I think drama is the weakest region by far. <laughs> oh. Okay, well then forget it. It's just so shocking. That Rosie picked drama. Let's go action. It's just shocking. I, let's go action. Let's go action. Let's go action. Drama. All right, action. Again, these these DVDs are ranked in alphabetical order for okay. those that weren't listening the first time. Okay. And you know what? We'll see. In my mind, I had better DVDs too, but I think it's because I used to live with definitely not the pleasure principle, and he had a good set of yeah. he had a good set of collection of DVDs and VHS tapes. I remember a lot, the of, a lot of Tom Cruise movies. movies, Jerry Maguire. I think hey, he had every. Hey, how many how many did he end up leaving at your house when he moved in with his significant <laughs> yeah. other because he couldn't take them with him? How many? Mm -hmm. How many was that? Oh, no, that was not his style. I bet he took it all. He took everything. <laughs> Russ said, "Yeah." He's got a big house. He's got enough for kids baking bread in the morning. He, he keeps keeping some DVDs in there. I, I, I think it was suspicious. Russell's like, wait a minute. I thought I had ultimate squirts one through three here. I, it's, I only have six. <laughs> what happened to number two? <laughs> oh, wait, I can't. Is that ultimate? That's for the after tournament. The, I've got those Southern six. Yeah. We'll talk about afterwards tonight. So we're going to do action movies. There's a couple, a, a couple things. One, 
I only included sequels if it was in the same DVD package. So I'm not doing trilogies of like seven types of, you know, I'm not doing Fast and Furious one through nine or whatever it is. So. <laughs> They're in the same package. That's my favorite whatever. is that you still are getting double packages. Of DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I just can't get enough. Okay, let's hear it. All right. The number one seed in the action is Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises. Oh, is that a number one seed? Uh, now, I don't know if that should be a number one. <laughs> All right, so, hang on. Dark Knight Rises, that's the one with Bane in it, right? I, I I believe that's the one with the Joker. That's Dark Knight Rises? Oh, Dark Knight Returns is with Bane. Because I need to know which one's the Heath Ledger one. This is Heath Ledger one. Okay, is Heinz okay, Ward, yeah. that's the only way I know to distinguish the Batmans. Because there's that one that has Heinz Ward in it, and it's so distracting. It makes me think about it so much. I saw Heinz Ward, Bane flies in, stadium collapses, tons of people die, and all I'm thinking is, does Heinz Ward live in this world? Like, there's a Heinz Ward in this world as well? Like, I, it's so distracting to me. Alright, Russell, are you showing us the cover? I missed it. No, I'm not. Okay, alright. So, the, the number one seed, Dark Knight Rises, the one with the Joker, versus the 16 seed, one of my favorites from college, Young Guns, Young Guns. Okay, Lou Diamond Phillips, Young Guns, all the way for me. It's Young Guns, Young Guns. That scene, that was one of the first time I knew as a child what sadness was. When they're coming out of the farm and they're shooting and they're getting shot and it's like, oh, no, ah. You know, uh, what, are, what are they yelling in that? Richie! I might be confusing my Lou Diamond Phillip, but... The, uh, and uh, that was when I knew sad. <laughs> and then when Young Guns 2 came out, I was like, yeah, Big fuck Bob yeah. Big Bopper now. Hey, baby. <laughs> I'm on the run, baby. I'm an expert with a Gatlin gun, baby, or whatever. They all had their things. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I'll remind Matt and Aaron before they vote on this. The the line from the song Regulators at the very beginning, Regulators yep. Mount Up, does come from Young Guns. That wouldn't exist mm-hmm. without you. Keep. Matt, I mean, Aaron, it, what's your vote on this my, one? In Dark my Knight world, Rise I don't know how guns. this is ranked number one. This is like a 15 versus 16 for me. And I'll just I'll go with Young Guns only for, and I was going to say it, for what you just brought up, the Regulators Mount Up. Um, I got to go with Dark Knight, number one, because I miss uh, Heath Ledger every day. And number two, because I, I haven't seen Young Guns. Oh, I haven't sorry. seen it either. What? I just remember the song. Aaron, what did what happened to Heath Ledger? I can't remember. He died of exhaustion, man. Is this a joke? <laughs> exhaustion? What does that mean? I don't know what he died of, but he died way too early. I think I know. Great, an all-time great. The last place I saw him going was Neverland Ranch. Oh. <laughs> and you know what he was looking for? Why so serious about mommy's milk? Give me that milk. Vincent! No! Nothing like making fun of dead people for being dead. Here we go. (laughs) Hey. I mean, they could be made fun of for worse things, right? (laughs) All right. Next next one. So, Young Guns actually advances over the Dark Knight Rises. I'm sure we'll get no negative feedback about Mm -hmm. that decision. The next up is the 2 versus the 15. The only Star Wars movie on the list is the two seed, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's a great one. Versus the 15 seed, Unforgiven. Unforgiven versus Empire Strikes Back. If it was my house, I would probably take Star Wars because I can't have my kids watching a movie that has the word cunny in it over and over like an Unforgiven. <laughs> you just can't. I mean, if there's a slightest chance you come home and the kids are listening to that movie and they hear that word and then they say it at school, not great. So I would have to say Star Wars, but 
I don't know. I love Unforgiven. I think it's so good. I'm thinking after the start of this list, we should go to the dramas or whatever Rosie was going with. But I'll go with, I'll go with Star Wars as well. I'll go Star Wars. Aaron, uh, once again, in a battle of one movie I have seen a thousand times and one movie I've seen zero times, I'm going to yep. choose Empire Strikes Back. So the Empire Strikes Back moves on, huh? Unforgiven won Academy Awards. Clint Eastwood. Uh, yeah, but Eastwood's movies are so fucking boring. I mean, his movies are fucking boring. I just can't. This, with him. I'll tell you what. There's a, if you're going to watch anything, just look up the scene where Eastwood comes to town at the end and threatens to kill everybody. It's very satisfying. I'm sure there's a great it's exactly scene, but everything he's directed has just been like overly serious. I mean, Nolan has the same problem. Don't make me. Oh my turn god! This into I bought you the podcast. I bought you the mule for Father's Day, and now I feel bad about it. I shouldn't have sent it to you. Did you not realize the only thing we've gotten feedback out of this podcast in months was because we started talking film? <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it, I guess. Oh, God. All right. Next game in the tournament. We're getting to the late, late game on TBS here. The number three seed, Enter Kevin the Harlan. Dragon. Shout out Kevin Harlan. Versus the 14 seed, Spider-Man. Enter the Dragon versus Spider-Man. Wait, which Spider-Man? The first one? The, sa- the first, first Sam Raimi one? First Spider-Man. Is that with the upside-down kiss, or is that two? Technically, Aaron, I have two of them, but they are not in a combo pack, so no. only the first <laughs> one is in the boat. Yeah, who's the villain in that one? Is it Green Goblin? Willem Dafoe? Yes. Rob? Yes, it is William Dafoe. I, I just picturing Russell at Best Buy being like, finally, I can watch Spider-Man at home. Take it his little DVD, take it at home. <laughs> Uncle Ben, no. <laughs> you got to go enter the dragon. It's cheesy, it's corny, but it's it's like Bruce Lee's only real movie that he ever made, like with an American budget. It's a classic. I'll go Spider-Man. You know, I haven't seen Enter the Dragon, but I'm going to choose Enter the Dragon because Bruce Lee, we don't, he's not going to appear in any, any place else. Let's go Enter the Dragon. Sorry, Rob, I already forgot which one you picked. <laughs> uh, enter the I, Dragon. I, so I, Enter the Dragon moves out over Spider-Man. Yeah, let's your your action movies are wild. This is a it's, wild it's assortment. That's quite, yeah, quite a ride. It's only going to get more wild here at the late game in the in the morning session. Oh, I hope it's wild things. It is. It was like the number four, the number Auburn four seed Fight Club, Fight Club mm-hmm. versus the thirteen seed Sin City. I love Sin City. I think it's especially if you've read the graphic novel. Sin City is uh, accurate reproduction before all that stuff got really corny with graphic novels. I, I would go Sin City. I'm going to go Fight Club. I, mean, I haven't seen Sin City, so I wouldn't. I'm Aaron, go. it's down to you. I, man, I saw them both in the theater. I do love Sin City, but I, I got to go Fight Club because, uh, yeah, just like Rob, when I was a 20 to 26-year-old guy, I thought that was the smartest shit I ever saw in my life. Like, oh, it's about like the two selves. Like you can have one self- and a different self, and they can be at yeah. war with spoiler each other. Spoiler alert. Rosie and then I read the spoiler book. Spoiler alert. Jeez. <laughs> and then Aaron went and started making homemade soap. <laughs> See, I, I got I to gotta be true to myself. I got to choose Fight Club. The next next tournament game is, I think this is an interesting matchup. We have the number five seed Gladiator versus oh. the 12 seed Predator. Predator. Man. Predator. Gladiator, Gladiator is longer than you think. There are some great scenes in Gladiator, but it is a long-ass movie. Predator, you get right to it. You get right in there. There are aliens fighting Jesse Ventura, okay, who I voted for multiple times. Uh, the alien, not Jesse Ventura, of course. I, I the alien was the alien was actually he wanted to crack down on immigration, which I thought was strange because I was like, "You're an alien." I will get my vengeance in this life or the next. We're definitely going gladiator. Gladiator for Matt. Aaron. Gladiator. Damn. 
All right, next, the next tournament game is the six versus the 11. We've talked once how I got into a weird phase where I started buying Western movies, and this is one of them. The six is the good, the bad, and the ugly mm-hmm. versus the 11 national treasure. Jesus Christ. That's an action movie, right? This is what you want. It's an action movie, yep. I got to go to Good, Bad, the Ugly just for the Enrico Morricone soundtrack. It's on a Pandora station I use when I need to type something. I play that uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly soundtrack, and it inspires me because it's so good. I am hoping there's more Nicolas Cage in the action section of this this bracket, but just for that reason, I will go with National Treasure. Wow, so the tiebreaker again? You're the tiebreaker again. I mean, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of pressure on you, Aaron. Yeah. I don't feel, I don't, I'm not worried. It's good, the bad, and the ugly for me, man. That's that's a classic. I do love that one. Yeah, plus Aaron found out going to the Capitol trying to cause trouble is actually frowned upon, okay? <laughs> I, and yeah. speaking of which, we might be taking a little break for about five to ten years here. Coming I up. had such a hangover on January 7th. I don't even yeah. know what happened. Yeah, where did my horned helmet I go? I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have two, two DVD matchups left here tonight. The next one is the number seven Goonies, which I would consider an action. Maybe that's a comedy. I've got it in the no, action. It's, it's action. action. I like it. It's action. And it is going against a combo DVD, Rob. A combo. Yes. Kill Bill 1 and Kill Bill 2. Oh, man. That's that's not even a... Wow. Goonies got huh, a tough, What's Aaron going to pick? The Goonies... <laughs> Who has a director who doesn't love feet more than anything else? Or <laughs> two movies where the director is a known foot lover? Who directed Goonies? Is it Robert Zemeckis? I think so. I don't know for sure. Aaron, you with the Goonies? No, I gotta go Kill Bill. I love those movies. Like a dork. Like, yeah, yeah. I love Fight Club. I love Kill Bill. Like, I'm, you know, I gotta be true to myself. No. It's okay. It's okay to be very dumb and watch those things. Be like, I like this. I saw him in the yep. theater. I loved it. Yep. And and the Goonies did not show Sloth's feet. And I think we were all wondering, like, what is going on under there? Do you think Sloth had normal feet, or do you think he kind of had feet that looked like, like a club foot? Right. I was gonna yeah. say most people's feet look like their face. Like if you look at your feet, that's what your oh, face God. looks like. Sorry, it's true. It looked like Aaron's feet if he didn't take his medicine. Whatever his <laughs> oh. medicine is, his gout. <laughs> Oh, no, Sloth does principle. look like a goat yeah. foot. You're right. <laughs> Matt, did you pick the Goonies versus Kill Bills? No, but I I, uh, I will go a little bit contrarian and say that of all of the uh, Tarantino movies, I just I never got into Kill Bill. I got into a lot of the other ones, but I never got into it. So I'm definitely going Goonies. I would also say die. So Kill Bill advances. All right. So we got one more matchup tonight in the action regional of the Rust DVD tournament. The eight seed Jaws versus the nine seed. It's a combo pack. Uh Karate Kid one, Karate Kid two, and Karate Kid three. No new ones. It's just the original three. Come on. You can't compete with that. Now, is this still a combo pack, Russell, if you took out the one where the Karate Kid was a girl and you threw it away (laughs) because you were mad about it? No, I wasn't ever mad on that. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh... Uh, I will say, God, I, I don't think you can throw away Jaws. It's such a good movie. It's a perfect movie. That speech where uh, Robert Shaw is talking about going out to get the shark, where he's in the town hall meeting and he scrapes on the blackboard and then says, I'm going to go. 
Listen, I, it, it's it's it, you you can't beat it. You just can't beat it. So Jaws for me. I don't know. I got to do the Karate Kids. I mean, those are those are such an important part of our childhood. So I got to do Karate Kids. What do you think, Matt? Are we going to need a bigger boat, or are we waxing on, waxing off? I just i I have to argue with the committee putting Jaws as an action movie. I don't know. Oh, it doesn't feel like, like an action horror. movie to me. So yeah, something like that. They so. blow up a shark with like dynamite. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's, Drama, a lot of drama going on. Mm, so I'm going to wow. go with Karate Kid. It's probably more because I grew up watching them, and so it's nostalgic more than anything. But I'll go. I got to say, Kid. Karate Kid fucked me up on skeleton costumes for Halloween for a long time. Very scary. So the the, the DVDs that moved on in the tournament tonight are The Empire Strikes Back, Enter the Dragon, Fight Club, Gladiator, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Karate Kid, The Kill Bill Combo Pack, and Young Guns. <laughs> Love it. Can't wait. Love it. Rolling Russell, going, Rob. How's it going with you? I was thinking, what if I designed a shoe company called Pair, P-A-R-E, but I only sold one shoe at a time. So somebody would say, oh, I want to get a pair. Oh, wait a minute. How did this bit go? <laughs> okay, I might be working out a bit right now. So somebody said, oh, I want a pair of shoes. And you said, okay, here's a pair of shoes. Maybe the shoe's called Para. That's what it is. So the shoe, I, you buy a pair of shoes. You get one shoe. I then charge you double because you're not going to just buy one shoe. You got to buy the other shoe. No returns, by the way. Is that a good idea to you guys? What's yeah, the really price good. point? Is it forty dollars for it's one? Eighty dollars. So it's something where you think, oh, this is kind of a cheaper shoe, like as a fancy shoe. It's kind of on the cheaper side. But then it's one hundred and sixty when I nail you with the left one. So we're not talking about like a Shack at Walmart price point or a Starberry price point. We're no, trying to- no. No, 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 no. This is for, this is scam purposes only. So you have a pair of shoes. And then, so when you really need it, you say, well, I want a pair of pair of shoes. And then guess what I also sell, Aaron? Pair of professionals? No, I sell parachutes. Is this your best scam? Is this your Paralegal? best scam idea? Like if you only had one scam idea you could go with, is that the one you'd go with, yes, Robert? I don't have any other scam ideas. My scam idea was always to start a ring of petty crime in my own neighborhood, like <laughs> yeah. smash a mailbox here or there and devalue the property values in my neighborhood, buy up all the houses in the neighborhood. And then what do you know? The petty crime stops wow. and the value of the houses mm. goes up. The, the CIA from the 1980s would love to. Oh, jeez! Oh my God. <laughs> I think that's so good. What, Matt? What did yeah, you say? Yeah. I know of a few freeways in Oakland. That, uh... Yeah. <laughs> you know, the only problem is interest rates are way up. So, I mean, your your cost of, of purchasing these properties, you know, it's probably going to be a little bit rougher. So, you might have to rework your pro forma to see, if, you know, how long you can carry these bad boys with 7% interest rates these days. I just, I just feel like if I saw Russell in a, like a, 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 a mask with oh, a sweater totally. on. I would. I think I would know it's Russell. You know what I mean? Like he's out there yeah. smashing a mailbox with a concrete block. I'd be like, "Well, that's Russell." I know Russell's. It's, not, it's obvious. Like I would. I could I, see Russell from ten miles away. I know Russell's mm-hmm. walk. Like he's somebody that's, I know so well. I'd be like, "Nope, that's Russell." You, like Russell, you'd have to employ someone else to I, do it. Speaking of houses, I, I am going to be trying to sell my old house at some point over here in the next few months. What do you guys think the odds I could get my old roommate, definitely not the pleasure principal, to come out and take it one last picture 
with me in front of the house that we used are to play. We, at are we not going to have a, are we not going to have a rager just like an old classic <laughs> Rob show? Rob shows up in a diaper and everything. Kind <laughs> of rager. Like, <laughs> the rager? Yeah. We need to have a rager, Russell, yeah, at your house. True. We do. We do. Rob will be here for, Rob will be if here we, for a month. If we had a rager, it wouldn't even go later in this podcast. Would it? We'd be like dead tired at 10 and we'd be like, well, we got to we'll go, go play we some, go we'll go play, hey, we can go play some uh, wiffle ball at, I think it's called Fremont park there, right? About 75th and Fremont. <laughs> I think, you know, five, six blocks from your house. And we'll just listen there. All I know is I'm going to do what I did last time I came over to your house. I'm going to go downstairs, clog the hell out of that toilet. Never tell anybody. Leave. I don't think there are any things that went wrong with that. But, I, you know, that's what I would do. Nobody's favorite part of the show. Let's talk about the album. Russell's down, at, oh, Russell's down in his yeah. basement looking at the stuff that's flooded up. He's like, God, it's just all egg yolks. Like, what? who, who would do this? <laughs> Uh, all right, listen, we are talking about Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen. We've put it off long enough. And the interesting thing about Nebraska, I got to say, I, this, this, I, about Nebraska. I, I, it, there is, because I texted you guys earlier this week and I said, this album sounds like shit. It sounds like dog shit to me. Is you know what I love? Four track cassette recorder. Are you reading his notes? No, I'm not. <laughs> no. Do you want to do this part? No, do you want to do this part? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many things on Wikipedia here, and you just ripped number one. One, four, seven, and eight. You just covered them all. <laughs> I took time away from my family and fucking my bed <laughs> to make this list. I'm okay. I'm very excited to hear what you had to say. Here's the thing. Uh, I'll just read the description that somebody had that the Wikipedia has for Nebraska because I think it sums up the album perfectly. The songs in Nebraska deal with an ordinary, down on their luck blue collar characters who face a challenge or turning point in their lives. The songs also address the subject of outsiders, criminals, and mass murderers with little hope for the future or no future at all, as in the title track where the main sequence is sentenced to death in the electric chair. Now, that is every song on this album is depressing, depressing, depressing. And then to think that the next album after this is born in the USA, right? Like it's right. wild. But it's not, that even just, it's not even just the next album. It's like literally the same. He's writing all these things at the same time. He just, he was like, oh, let's put it. It'd be like if we took every shitty joke we did today and we're like, let's just put this on one episode <laughs> and just we'll burn them all. We're going to put all our good jokes into this one five minute episode. It's going to be fine. Um, and so basically he was at home and he, uh, this is right before born in the USA and he said, he said, one of the big problems I had was because we know Bruce Springsteen kind of was like, he had this weird thing where he started off and he was on a rise and then he kind of, he kind of was up and down. And he said, one of the big problems he had is that it took him so long to record albums because he hadn't written songs. So he's like, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to buy this thousand dollar four track audio cassette recorder, which is like 1980 is a huge deal, right? I mean, audio cassettes at home, you're recording. And he recorded some songs at home on this four track recorder. And so he brought it in. And he worked with this guy and they brought in the E Street Band and they have recorded songs from Nebraska as a band. They've never been released because basically Bruce and the producer sat down and said, listen, nothing we can do sounds as good as these songs sound over this four track cassette recorder. So we're going to release them like this. And yeah, That's, some of them have. That some sounds like someone kissing somebody's ass, right? Like, hey, we've got all these amazing musicians, but we can't make it sound better because you're so awesome, Bruce. Hey, what, what better way can I keep my job for the next few years? 
I, 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 but I mean, really, like some of these are, like he said, some of them recorded too quiet. Some of them needed these noise reduction. And you can hear if you're wearing nice headphones or I think anything, you can hear yeah. that this sounds muddy. I, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I wonder what's going on. Why couldn't they just record him? In a studio with just a guitar, like maybe I, 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 I just think I you're not going to capture the moment in the same way. I, and and yeah, you can hear there are times where the the microphone distorts if he's singing too loud. And there's lyrics that you miss and get dropped, and if you're not reading along with the lyrics, you you miss it. But it's just it's 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 about like a moment in time, and they're not going to be the same if you record them again. So he he records he records these. At the same time when he's doing the Electric Nebraska sessions, trying to figure out how to do this, he records eight of the 12 tracks that go on Born in the USA, which is crazy, right? Like, he yeah. just has a... Because a lot of people love this album, Russell. They love... Like, when you look up Bruce Springsteen fans, a lot of people love Nebraska. I love this album. Shit, I forgot. I got to go get the lyric sheet. I'll be right back. Matt, what were you going to say something, Matt? Did you have your hand up? No, I just... I, I like this album, but I have no idea... I couldn't tell you one lyric from one song. It's, it's no. that album for me kind of a deal. Like you were saying, yeah. everything's so depressing. I mean, I just, we often ask, where do you listen to this album? You know, and for me, it was listening. I listened to it at work like four or five times through because I just put it on repeat and just enjoyed having it on. So it's not like I'm going to go and tell everybody, you have to listen to this album. But I thoroughly enjoyed, I'd rather have this than the, you know, the all out Bruce Springsteen, just like getting sweaty on stage and just, rocking out till he can't even breathe anymore kind of stuff. Like I, I almost prefer this to that. The last time I listened to this one was when I blew the chicken man in Philly last night. Yeah. <laughs> he died. Oh, he died. <laughs> he his house. Uh, so let's get into 1982's Nebraska. So what is the opening track here? Opening track is Nebraska. Yeah, which is, which is referred to as what? A titular track. I mean, he's talking about his pretty baby. Like he's not going he's not gonna do an album without talking about little girls and pretty babies. We know that. But right there, I mean, you can hear it limit yeah. there, right there, right? Sounds yeah. like Russ down in his basement, kind of. I mean, it sounds like I didn't want to say it. He's going to the limits of what the. I think that I think that's fun. I think that he's going to the limits of what this equipment will do, and I think that that gives it a, a certain appeal. This is one of the albums. This, you know, it's Lana Del Rey, some of these other ones, Arcade Fire, with it. I when I went through and listened to all of them, I distinctly remember listening to this, not thinking I'd like it because reading a little bit about it, and then walking away saying, This is a great album. Like I don't for whatever reason it, it hits with me, but I understand why other people don't like it. Can you guys listen to this album Fair. more than once? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, oh, oh, I listened man. to it. I sat Alone in the dark, three nights, two nights this week, and listen to the whole thing, start to finish, no distractions. What? <laughs> you were, were you in the living room? Were, yeah, I sat in the living room because I got it on vinyl, and I was like, I was, I was going to read and turn it on, and I was going to have it on. While I was reading. I was like, no, I'm going to sit right here in my chair. Do you have a drink in hand? Yeah, a little tequila. A what, were, what, what were we doing? What was the, we got to set mm-hmm. the scene a little bit for us here? Uh, well, let's see, a couple gummies. Two, no, no. Two nights ago was just like a glass of water. And yeah. the record. And then, and then Aaron woke up and two months had gone by and his typewriter says all work and no play makes Aaron a dull boy. Last I mean, night was a fine. little bit of uh, La Gritona Reposado and uh, yeah, just put on the record and, and just sit and listen to it. That's it. I was, I was like, man, I wish you guys could be here. Like you could like, if, I wish you could sit here in my living room with me and listen to the whole record start to finish. No if you did that to me, if I came out to see you and you made me sit and listen to this album. I'd rather go to the vegan barbecue I'd with you. I'd be so pissed off. <laughs> 
Oh my God. <laughs> because also like, I, you got to read the lyrics too. Like it, it cause it, I think it's, it's a, yeah, it's important. I didn't do that. I didn't. I, I will say, I do think this album shows you that Bruce Springsteen might be one of the best songwriters we've had. I mean, I know that's kind of corny thing to say, but no, it's it, true. It is. These, these are pretty, right, we got to keep songs. playing. These. Yeah, we gotta Atlantic keep playing. city. Don't, yeah, don't listen to me talk. Listen to Bruce. I like this song. This is the this is the jam on the album, right? This is the commercial hit from the album, right? Yeah. It does make this song more interesting too when you realize this is just a four track. Guitar on one track, harmonica on one, his voice on one, the harmony on one. That's Russell, it. That's all harmonica. Most fancy. Thoughts. Right. You know what, Matt? I think the harmonica is very abrasive on this again. I think it's like Bob Dylan. Yeah. But you know what? I we talked about this last week when we had our special guest for me, Dinah on. We talked about how we didn't like some of the the harmonica on that album. But you know what I thought we could do is we've been so negative on the harmonica. I thought we needed to celebrate the harmonica with a list tonight of the greatest songs ever featuring the harmonica. All right. And we've talked a lot about some of these songs before. Neil Young has great harmonica songs, right, Matt? Uh, His Heart of Gold is probably one of the best ever. He's got a few of them. Stevie Wonder's got amazing ones. Alanis, we talked about her with the harmonica. Led Zeppelin, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, The Stones, and Aerosmith when Rob did his Crying versus Crazy. Oh, yes. We heard the harmonica during that, too. So none of those bands are going to be on this list. We've already talked about them. They're not on the list, I right? I can think of one I'm hoping to hear. I'm not gonna give All right, away. so the first song on the list is from 1961. We actually talked about this song once before. The artist is Little Walter. The song is My Babe. It's a blues My classic. Kind of one of the like original blues harmonica players, right? Like he's one of the best. best this song was written by Willie Dixon. Remember, we did the Willie Dixon oh, list right. on the Led Zeppelin. I wonder why they call him Little Walter. It sounds great, doesn't it? It sounds better than Nebraska. He's got some vibrato in his. <laughs> he's got a little bit of vibrato in his harmonica. Amen, Rob. Rob, or uh, the boss, was actually influenced by Willie Dixon. He covered a number of his songs, including this one in 1995. You guys, we've talked about this before. The boss, there's a, like a, a a grid of everything he's ever done. You can see every song he's ever played every, anywhere. And he played My Babe at Jack's Sugar Shack in Hollywood in 1995. Wow. So he was a fan of that Jeez. song, too. <laughs> wow. I could see now, I could see myself getting way into that aspect of Bruce Springsteen. Like collecting live albums and finding like obscure. No, I can't. I'm bored talking about it. Sorry. <laughs> I thought I could. Next I could. song on the list. I thought this band only had two songs, Love Stinks and Centerfold. It turns out they had another <laughs> song. This is the Jay, Jay Giles band. The song is Whammer Jammer. Check this out. You guys no. know this one? No, but it sounds great. Whammer Whoa. Jammer. I used to do that move sophomore year. It, it, you had to have a bunk bed, though. <laughs> Was that before or after the oil driller? You had to have a loft and a pencil. Shirt. Actually, Rob, you might appreciate this. The harmonica player for this band was a guy named Richard Solwitz. He was known as Magic Dick and his Lickin' Stick. The harmonica <laughs> is Magic Dick and his Lickin' Stick. What are your thoughts? <laughs> that, that, that Wait, that was his nickname? Yeah. Are you sure he's not living in Reno right now? The couple kids who just graduated high school? <laughs> Rolling Stone record, the Rolling Stone record guide music critic called him the best white musician to ever play the blues harmonica. Magic Dick and the Lickin' Stick. I can only track. imagine 
if now listen, I it's hard, you know, I, I I've I've shown over and over. I cannot tell what women are thinking at any time. I've proven that a number of times. But I think every woman would agree. If you see a guy just going to town on a harmonica on stage, just <laughs> hours of just and just moving it back and forth, and you just see, like guys getting eaten out by John Popper. Oh, oh unbelievable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it would be crazy. It'd be an honor. You'd have to do some stretches maybe to get him down there, but it, you, it would be crazy. He would be Not going anymore. crazy. He's pretty skinny now. Yeah. Really? Well, I, can, can he yeah. play the harmonica as well? I don't know. It's Speaking of John Popper, we'll jump ahead on the list to 1994. The next yes. song is Runaround by Blues Traveling. Just imagine. I couldn't decide between run wow, or hook. Picture. I know hook. I know hook, but I mean, there's no wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, would you, if you were to have a romantic moment with John Popper, you, you have to want the big John Popper. You don't want skinny John Popper, do you? I feel like, yeah, I think it, it's like seeing John, like, I think if you saw John Popper in the '90s when he was big, when he was a big hit, you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah. this is." And if he was, if he was chowing down on your box in the '90s, oh I think God. that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, just imagine. I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, he's not he's just spelling there, right? the alphabet. He's, oh. he's writing oh. Cyrillic letters. In this, thing. this is crazy. In 2019, the band Big Head Todd and the Monsters covered the song Rosalita by Bruce Springsteen. They didn't have a harmonica player, so they got John Popper oh, very cool. to cover the Bruce Springsteen song. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, very cool. It's, All right, next, why is next he so on good the list. At, why is he so good at harmonica? Does, I mean, what what is the deal with that? Remember, it was just the 90s where you're just like, oh, yeah, this is one of my favorite bands. I love Blues Traveler. I thought they were yeah. great. yeah. And the guy just fucking played the harmonica and everybody's like, yeah, that's the way it is. I, I think they treated the, that was like a pop song back in the 90s and everything was alternative, right? It was all grunge. Yeah. And I think that stood out as being a little bit different. There's right? something different about his playing, too, where he plays solos like you would play guitar solo where he's doing sort of one note at a time. Like it'd be finger picking or, or guitar picking instead of if you go back and hear the little Walter, he's playing chords. I mean, they're playing single notes, but he's it's a different style. He's, he's using it as a solo instrument in a different way. Well, I'm just going to picture in your head, you got three harmonica holes. One, two, three. One move you can do on a harmonica is actually put your tongue on the second hole and you can play a chord through those other two. Now, I know that because I had a number of how to play their harmonica books because apparently my parents were trying to get the other one to divorce them. But uh, I know that that's a thing. And again, just think about it. My co-tenant shouldn't maybe get rid of all those how to play the harmonica books. Oh, my God. If you came home with... If I came home with a how to play the harmonica book and a big thing of pineapple truly, my wife would be like, that's it. I'm gone. <laughs> Going straight to bed. Come I with can't me. take this anymore. There. All right. Next song on the list is 1973. I, don't, I think multiple of you guys have seen this guy in concert. We've talked about him before. I don't know if we've talked this song. It's Billy Joel Piano Man. Ah, uh, yes. I have seen it. Song at uh, Target Center. Well, yeah. Rob, have you seen Billy Joel too or not? I have not seen Billy Joel too, who of course is his son, who tries to make some money. It's kind of like a Gallagher situation. Uh, and I have also not it seen like, Billy Joel It was Joel a combo DVD, Billy Joel and Billy Joel too. Yeah, Billy Joel too. Comes out and he goes, ah, hey, I'm also the piano man. I'm a harmonica man. I'm playing the harmonica. No, uh, I have not seen Billy Joel, but famous again. 
I talked about Randy Travis last week. Famous DUI guy. Loves to drive drunk. Billy Joel has done it a number of times. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's oh, Long Island. He's crashing into stuff all over out there. He was actually inducted into the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the same year as Bruce Springsteen, 1999. Oh, wow. Ooh, Billy Joel was inducted by Ray Charles. You guys want to take a guess who inducted Springsteen that year? Let's see. Was Big Head Todd doing anything? I'll just say it's one of Matt's favorites. I was going to say, was it Eddie? Was it Eddie Vedder? Did he do it? Oh, I made. I met. I must have got that wrong. It's one of Matt's not favorites. It was oh. Bono. Bono <laughs> inducted the boss. How the fuck is how that? does Bono get into the Hall of Fame before yeah, the boss? That doesn't make sense. How does kind it? Of Hall of Fame is it if Bono's in first? Yeah, that's bizarre. All right, last song on the list is 1978. This is. I think this would be a jam band. Maybe Matt knows. It's the Doobie Brothers. The song is "Long Train Running." Oh yes. Some good harmonica this I like this harmonica. I think it's got a nice tone. Who's playing it? Is it Michael McDonald playing this one, or is it the other dude? It's Tom Johnson, who's the lead guitar player and vocalist. Oh, wow. This is great. This is amazing, yeah. isn't it? That's the thing. You don't have to be good, intricate harmonica if you have a good tone. I think some of these songs, the harmonica is so brash on it. Doobie, Doobie Brothers played at a famous concert in 1979, a year after they came out with the song. It was called the No Nukes Concert at Madison Square Garden, Rob, in New York. Featured James Taylor, Carly Simon, Jackson Brown, oh, so and the nice. Doobie Brothers with the boss. thought that was pretty cool. That just goes to show with music, it has the power to do anything. Thank God no nukes. Any more nukes. No nukes. No nukes. Get off the nuclear warhead. <laughs> Until Hideki Matsui came to New York, and then he was hitting nukes all over the place. Boom! See, Matt, if it's good harmonica, I'm on board. If yeah. it's just a blaring, I don't think I can do it. Mansion on the Hill. I mean, this reminds me of when my leg is going uphill. The man's shin is on the hill. Hello? Am I muted? Just listen, man. To me? No, to Bruce. Hello? I mean, there's nothing to say about this song that Bruce isn't saying in the song. Next up, we have Johnny 99. Okay. And just let me read This is kind of, this is a change because this is actually kind of a positive, happy one. Springsteen sings about an auto worker who gets laid off in New Jersey and shoots and kills a night clerk while drunk and distraught. He sentenced to 99 years in prison, but in a twist, he requests to be executed. What do you, you guys think you can do the 99 years behind bars? Oh, God, no. Sign me up. Rob, Rob, your yeah. summer vacation gives you the opportunity to do certain things. 99 years behind bars, what would you be doing? Would I have some free time between 8 a.m. and 8.05 a.m.? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> hey, you, somebody's already flick, flipped yourself. No. I saw Springsteen in Des Moines, and he was he was on the Seeger Sessions tour, so they were playing all the American folk tunes. But then he came out and did this as an encore, and at that time it would have been 2006, I think. At that time, I did not actually know Nebraska very well, and when he came out and played this song, the place went berserk. And he did it like real rock star style, with like, in the, and he did it as an encore, like in the stance, and started playing Johnny 99, and people went crazy. Which like you hear it on the album, and you wouldn't think of it as a song people would go crazy for, but. You it's know, interesting right. you say that, Aaron, because I was, I, I don't know if you said this earlier, Rob, but I think this is like the only album he ever recorded where he didn't go tour right. mm -hmm. on the album, right? Yeah. So right. It, it doesn't seem like these, most of these would be concert songs, but people are into it. Huh? Didn't, this, didn't someone make a Johnny 99 movie as well? 
I, I got to say, I think I, they made that booze called 99 bananas. Oh, my God. I was just talking about that the other day. I was like, you know, it's like in college. You have 99 bananas. And they all looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I was like, mm, maybe that was only at St. Olaf. We we yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I do appreciate Bruce Springsteen because when I'm doing research, his his stuff is so much easier to research because people are so meticulous about everything. Like you said, they talk about how many times he played it live. Like it, it makes it a lot easier. Next up, we have Highway Patrolman. I'll tell you, you listen to this, you realize what a storyteller he is. I love this song. Like, instantly you get the idea. Here's a cop, his brother's bad in town. The cop is going to let him go. Like, it's just brilliant. Aaron, which one do you like more, the Johnny Cash version or this version? I'm a Johnny Cash guy when it comes to this song. Oh, I mean, it's hard. I... I don't know. I, I'll, I'll go with this one, but I mean, not, like anytime Johnny Cash is covering somebody, like that's, that's hard, to, hard to beat. I didn't pull it up because I didn't even know if it was going to come up, but let's see. Let's go to a nice 30 seconds in. Whoops. That's a nice 30 seconds in. Got a brother named Frankie. Frankie ain't no good. I mean, oh. you know, Johnny Cash has got away. Yeah, he's It's been the same come down. I don't know. There's no word on you. I'd get a call on Would you guys, if, if one of your brothers, so Rob, you, you have sisters, Aaron and Matt, you've got a brother. If your brother was up to no good and you were the, the lawman, would you would you give him a pass or would you, would you put him down? Absolutely give him a pass. That's yeah, the pass. reason I couldn't yeah. be a cop. I couldn't be a judge. I couldn't. You know, we knew somebody or something like that. Just move. I would hear like this song would echo in my head. This, in fact, it does echo in my head. I'd be hearing this song and I'd be like, "Well, Bruce said, turn your back on your family. Ain't no listen." As as somebody who you may be surprised to find out is the oldest sibling in the family. Okay, a lot of people are shocked when they hear that about me. Those younger siblings got their lessons wrong. I was not only a role model for my sisters, and they looked up to me. Okay, and they said so at my wedding. I think in a speech, I wasn't really listening. Uh, I also. Would make sure that if they if they did something wrong, I would cover up for them. So I also helped out. Okay, if they went in and Believe said, it. "Oh, Rob threw a tennis ball wrapped two tennis balls wrapped to a string and it went around my neck and gave me severe rope burn," I would say, "No, that what didn't happen." Fuck? I would help everybody out. Oh, Rob is trying to teach me how to fight with a bow staff, and it keeps hitting me on the hand because he saw it in a movie. Doesn't realize till much later how painful that would be. So. Anyway, next up, State Trooper. So we go from Highway Patrolman to State Trooper. And this is the end of side A of the album. Although I know, like, I don't, I don't think vinyl was the number one format. No, they almost one. actually, they almost had to release this on cassette because they couldn't figure out the audio transfer. Yeah. And he said, thank God I kept that tape. He's like, that tape was just in my pocket for like a month. Like in a case, just like it's nuts. Aaron, how many Bruce Springsteen albums do you have? How many on vinyl? Um, let's see. Yeah, this one, I've Darkness on the, on the Edge of Town. I had The River for a while, but I think I sent that one back to my brother because it's a real downer in this one. Uh, I think I've got oh Greens from Raspberry Park. And so maybe it's just three. Listen. But I did, you, won't, you may or may not surprise you, but I stayed up until midnight the other night after I listened to this. Trying to figure out which pressing I have because there was one pressing from a, a pressing plant in Pittman, New Jersey, and there was another one in Terre Haute, Indiana. And like, I think I might, but I couldn't figure out. I was on Discogs trying to figure this out because I was looking at the runout on the 
Uh, what? What? Yeah. So I, I'm not sure which was there a reason to do that, or you just wanted to know where? It's not like a secret song from the no, Pennsylvania no. one or something. Okay. <laughs> no, it's just like, so, it's like a man who's like always, always thrilled that the port, like that the, the 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 urinals from like Danville, Illinois, or something like that, right? It, yeah, it, imagine. Yeah, he's looking at he's looking at the uh, the manhole covers, and he's like, "God damn, Nina, Wisconsin! They make all these goddamn things." What's up, Drew? Uh, <laughs> Matt, All right. guy, you know, he, he works at the, at the, uh, manhole cover now. Matt from Nina. Yeah. It's the gay bar in town, but he works at the, <laughs> <laughs> it's a different manhole. Uh, that'll be getting in and out, but it was a good one. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. He was one of those guys where he came out after college and I was like this. What? <laughs> The fastidiously neat guy who lived across the hall from me and hated it when I came over is gay. What? It's crazy. Uh, now, also the guy who came over and said, you can't play your music this loud during the 10 minute loud break during quiet time. We already talked about it. It's I not a loud break. It just wasn't a quiet hour. Now. I'm dumb. I have a small brain. Now, I think it's interesting. In, but a big lurch. They talk about spring. They talk about Springsteen being influenced by this band called Suicide. And here's a French song called Frankie. Listen to this. This is 77. 20 year old Frankie. Yeah, you hear it. The breathiness. He's got a kid. Yeah, but listen to the song. It's exactly like a Bruce Springsteen song. Right. And he's working in a factory. <laughs> and now, this is a parody. He's working for this No, this is prior to this. Yeah. And then you know now who listened to this and Nebraska and took all the wrong lessons was the Hold Steady, who I got really into for a while. Then finally my wife was like, I can't, you cannot play the Hold Steady in the house anymore. Don't do it. Well, I got to admit, Aaron, the idea that you are sitting in the hallway or in your living room listening to this album yeah. and your wife walks by and sees you listening, like staring at nothing, just like on a plane. <laughs> and then she walks by later and you're looking at what pressing the album was. She would just be like, what have I done to deserve this? What did I do in a past life? Doesn't bother anybody. Speaking yeah. of record record listening, Aaron, this new place that I'm living in, there's a, a part of the house in the upstairs level which is perfect for a little record call. Oh, I love it. Record player is set up. Yes. Now, like, what are the next things? Like, what kind of chairs do you get for your record listening area? What type of table to put Something your little with snacks ottoman. in? Something with an you, ottoman. Do you have an yeah, ottoman? Yeah. What's your guys' style yeah. for your record like listening a mid, area? I need like a mid-century modern kind of curvy chair with a little mm-hmm. bit of a smaller ottoman. Yep. Yep. Go to Elm. I got an Eames chair. I'm, 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 my, my lady spoils me, so that's what I got. Go to www.westelm.com. Anything in there is going to be good. My recommendation is get a seat, enough seating for one. Get enough seating for one so you can just sit up there, stare, think about what record pressing it is. Be Aaron for the day. You need a slightly bigger table, Russell, because it needs to be able to hold that that album cover, right? But then also mm-hmm. have enough to have a drink sitting there and maybe like mm-hmm. a phone charge or something. So it's got to be a little bit bigger than a normal coffee table. Because a normal coffee table won't hold a record, you know, sleeve and a drink on it. So And you're going to sure need a cabinet for your cleaning kit. You know what I mean? Oh, no, there's no cleaning kit. Oh, well, okay. Well, that's what you say now. Whatever. But behold your future. It's Aaron. Uh, oh. He's saving money on his <laughs> Wi-Fi, spending on his record player. Uh, used cars. I can hear my little sister in the front seat blowing Talking about how when he makes a ton of money, he's never going to get another used car. I think I put this song on a list, right, for, for the glockenspiel? 
Yes, nice. it's one of the tracks. One of the four tracks is the Glockenspiel. In four tracks, he used one for Glockenspiel. Like now that I know that, that's even more impressive. It, it's 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 so great. Uh, would you guys? My dad once said, and I thought this is one of the smartest things he ever said. He said, "If I was a bazillionaire, I would have a new car to drive to work every day." He's like, I every love day, driving a different car. He loves every driving time. a new car, every like time. a different car, not a new car, but just like a different car. That was his. That was his goal. I always appreciate that. What's your guys' thought? Are we talking? That would be so stressful for me, like having to like figure out the mirrors, not knowing how to turn the lights on. <laughs> I, I I could never do a new car every day. It would stress the shit out of me. Just, like Matt, Matt strikes me as a guy who gets in a car he's never driven before, and it just like comes naturally to him. He knows exactly what to do, and he's still out, and he's still where he needs to be six minutes away. I fuck around in that in the driveway <laughs> for like twenty minutes, and I still can't figure yeah. out like why the trunk is open and I can't it's, shut it's I'm, I'm an idiot. It's the equivalent of the fantasy draft for you. You're spending more time setting it up than you are yes. using it. Yeah. I like the yeah. comfort of knowing a car. So yeah, I would just choose one very nice car and drive it for a year at a time. I would a thousand <laughs> times more than wanting just a new car every day, just a new pair of socks every day. Yeah. Nothing better than a brand <laughs> oh. new pair of socks. Just have brand new pair of socks every day. That That would do it for me. God. And that's so weird because I would love a pair of used underwear every day. Oh, <laughs> Man, that is so strange. Anyway, open all night. This used to be a skipper for me, but now I think this is like one of the great achievements in rock and roll. You used to track it. Yeah, I used to track it. I love this. It's incredible. The reason you like it is because it's about driving all night to see a girl. Yeah. Like when you and Jeff from Missouri drove all night to try to get his girlfriend. And how did, like, did did he write these lyrics down? Did he do this off the top of his head? Like, this is incredible. That's what you're wondering about this? Yeah. How do anyone's ever, like, they go to the boss and be like, hey, is this enough car songs? And he's like, no, man, we get we can get more car songs than this. I met Wanda when she was employed behind the counter at the Route 60s. Bob's big boy fried chicken on the front seat. She's sitting in my lap. We're wiping our fingers on a Texaco roadmap. Like, he wrote this stuff. Like in a day, it just came to him. Like yeah. fried chicken in our lap, wiping our fingers on a Texaco roadmap. That's it. That's the whole album for me right oh, there. Wonder if they God. served that fried chicken with some paper around it. <laughs> greasy, that would be that. Greasy panties. What would, what would you call them? <laughs> what what would that be called, Eric? Eric, can we get a cut out of that? Can you do it? What, what, what would that be called again? Greasy panties. Wow. <laughs> I actually like that less where he spices. <laughs> Uh, next up, my father's house. But I ran till I fell. This like it's just really tear your guts out. Yeah, this one made me laugh. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, it's sad. <laughs> my father was a clown who actually got hit in the crotch with a uh, bowling pin. He was juggling. Thought his disco ball fell and hit him. In the All right. Head. Reason to believe. Reason to believe. Now, can I tell you guys how bad you've messed me up? I was at Drag Bingo the other day, and I won a disco ball light for my bathroom. <laughs> and I had it, and I was there for Father's Day, and I had won this thing. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. I'll put it in the bathroom, and it lights up. And my kids go, oh, Grandpa's going to love that. you got to bring it to the cabin. <laughs> and I was like, ow. My life is, I'm bad. Uh, Rude Rob, things in my life. If if your kids were to have a podcast one day, they're talking they're talking the next 500 greatest albums 20 years when it when they turn 21, when this podcast is done. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, what oh. do you think they're going to be talking about you? Like, the old man used to do this. Or like, what, what what's going to be your thing? I, you don't have disco balls, but what's your thing? I don't know. It, it, I, can you imagine? Like, imagine be, just being my kid, right? 
They're they're right here. They're they're three feet away from me going to sleep while I'm yelling into this microphone. So they're hearing only my side of the podcast. I want to be clear, <laughs> right? Which is wild. And then a couple times a week, I put on a giant gi and I go do jujitsu, right? Where I come back and then sometimes I have a black eye. And then then sometimes I'm squatting in the living room. Now, of course, when I'm squatting in the living room, do I have to get fully dressed to work out in my living room? I do no. not. Okay, so I can squat in whatever clothes I happen to be wearing or not wearing. It's fine. Do you wear a gi on the subway? So do you just get, you no, just walk I out don't. of the, I, okay. I do. I did do it with a guy who's like, oh yeah, I wear my gi pants here to save time. I was like, how much time does it take to put on your pants? <laughs> <laughs> don't wear your gi pants on the subway. No, I, trust me, I do not what look if, intimidating in my gi. I look like I'm about to go to sleep. What about you, Matt? What are, what are your kids going to remember you as? But they're going to be like, can you believe the old man used to always do this? What's it going to be? I, I was trying to think. I don't know. That'd be very interesting. Probably just like bad dad jokes or something. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. Aaron, probably, probably the record is going to be the old man used to listen this, to these records. Yeah. This actually feels like a good time to share. I should have saved this for my next week's Rolling Go. It feels like Uh-oh. a good to share that for Father's Day, my wife and son got me a book that we're like, where like he could fill in. It was like a Father's Day Mad Lib kind of thing. You know, like I love my dad because. And mm-hmm. one of the entries was my dad is the most excellent person on Beck did it better. So I'm sorry, guys. That <laughs> was the case. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My son's going to remember me as the most excellent person on Beck did it better. I, I apologize. Just think like I, I'm going through this thing. I don't know if you guys ever did this. My mom had all these old VHS recordings, like a uh, camcorder, like yeah. recordings when you were kids. Now I'm going to go get those like transferred into like, you know, the cloud or something like that. So we have them, but Rob, Matt, Aaron, your kids are going to always have 500 episodes plus. Oh no. <laughs> of your greatest moments. Thanks. Pop hey, Dean. this it's always going to be there. This is a message for my kids in the future. I just want you to listen to this right now. Earlier. I did a bit about John Popper going down on somebody. Fast forward that. Do not listen to that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I do have to turn to my kids. Like my younger one, sometimes I have to turn around and be like, hey, listen, you can't just say things that are shocking to get a laugh. You have to not do that. (laughs) Can't do that. Uh, Yeah, John Pop, he was a a harmonica player. Yeah, it's kind of reason to believe. Oh, you're wondering what a pop star looked like in the 90s? Let me show you this picture of John Pop. This is who I thought was cool in the 90s. Also, I got to say, John Popper and Chunk coming up on this episode. As a big guy growing up in the 90s, that's like my whole life. What? Pretty perverted. God, that'll make John me laugh. Popper. Hey, you guys. <laughs> that makes make me laugh every time. There's John Popper, Tony Balls, all in the same wow. podcast. What is amazing. Can you believe it? For another The best is when, when one of your friends comes on to listen the whole night and they put on the T Balls background on the Zoom <laughs> and you haven't been able to see their face because they're not close those enough to the camera. For a Look at those eyes just staring through you. Yeah. Rob? Well, I'm thinking about if I'm going to... I think, you know what? I realize I played the wrong sound clip. So now I can play. Guys, let's get into the rating system. Okay? We thought the album was fun. A laugh a minute. The pen. Very popular. Back did it better. Rating system.
Listen, this album, Nebraska, okay, is this perfectly placed at 150, guys? This is exactly 30% of our trip through this list, which we started because we all care so much about music. No, because we really wanted to do a podcast and it makes us feel super creatively. No, something we started during the pandemic. And now that time has filled up, Aaron, come on. Now that time is filled up, we are too, too <laughs> stubborn to cut it out of our lives. Literally. What? No. Okay. This is a something we are going to give to our children, guys. Think about this. It's for the kids. All Evergreen. Right? It's exactly. This is always, people are always, listen, you're, look up who uh, John Popper is if you don't get these jokes. It's, it's funny all, all the time. Is this at 150? Okay. 30%. Is this the perfect number of tracks on a recorder? which of course would be four. This would be rolling, well-toned. This album belongs right at 150. It shouldn't be higher on the list, which we would hear later, or it shouldn't be lower on the list, which of course would have a lower number. And we've also covered it. So again, we are going lower to higher, lower to higher, kind of like we're climbing a mountain. That's how you got to think about it. Or is this uh, album no good? It should be higher on the list, which would be later, Okay. So maybe instead of this being the fifth or sixth Bruce Springsteen album or whatever we've done, this should be farther back. This should be at uh, 151, okay? Which also reminds me of uh, 99 Bananas. Or would this, that would be like a recorder that doesn't have enough tracks. That's like a one-track recorder. What are you going to do with that, okay? <laughs> I was about to say something so inappropriate. I just had to, would have to cut it, so I'm not going to do that. I'm thinking of all the things I would do with a one-track recorder. All right, so, or is this rolling boned? It should have been higher up on the list. It got boned. This would be like a recorder with at least five tracks. That is a, actually, this would be like a recorder that you play in elementary school. The perfect recorder, okay? When I played that thing, I had a one-track mind, and that was to stop playing the recorder. I hate this damn thing, okay? It makes no sense to me. There's so many, my fingers, so many holes. Now, isn't that crazy that there's not somebody who's famous for being awesome at the recorder? Can you guys name a famous recorder player? Who played recorder on Stairway? Oh my God! Who played JPJ. recorder? What? <gasps> yes, oh, John Paul right. Jones, yeah, the most famous Greatest recorder. recorder player. I think we, we might have done the list. Of this. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it doesn't matter. We could redo it. We none. Of, nobody remembers any of the list. We could just redo them all. Russell, what, save what, yourself the time. What? what do you mean they don't remember? Well, I mean I remember. Of course, <laughs> they've this is they've been so so deeply for the people. I mean, that's I, what I'm leaving for your kids to listen to. Can I tell you a sickness? Actually, I when I heard the Glockenspiel on this album, I was like, oh, we've done a list of the Glockenspiel. Like, my <laughs> brain is broken. <laughs> or did this get rolling grown? Should be uh, not as high. Rolling bone higher or well-toned. Uh, Matt, what do you think? We're talking Nebraska. We're talking Bruce Springsteen. 1982, which you don't realize how early this was. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, at 150, this is the fourth Bruce Springsteen, fourth of five. So 21, born to run, 91, darkest on the edge of town, 142, born in the USA, 150, Nebraska here. It's just way too much Bruce Springsteen to be in the top 150 of all time. You know, I don't, you know, there's, there's albums coming up. What's the story of Morning Glories coming up by Oasis and a couple, you know, things like that. Like I grew up listening to that. So I can't say that I would necessarily put this like, oh, this is the greatest album of all time kind of a thing. But you know, I do like this album. I really like it. I'll listen to it again. I just don't think it needs to be in the 150. If you told me it's like in the 300s, 400s, I'd say great. So I'm going to say it's rolling boned. 
should be higher on the no lower on the list, but a higher number. Can I can I just tell you? I just looked at the track list for Darkness on the Edge of Town. This it should just rules. switch places with it. Yeah. What? Oh. No, I was going to say I don't like any of these songs. I oh, I don't no. remember I don't remember a single song on here. So, a little disagreement. Uh, and Aaron, what do you think? Rolling, I mean, tone, guys, rolling bone or rolling groan? Yeah, you know what I'm going to say? It's rolling. It's rolling bone. It should be higher. I think these are some of the greatest songs ever written. I enjoy the raw nature of the recording. Matt is also right. It's probably too much Bruce in the top 150. So give me this one and Darkness on the Edge of Town, and the other two can come later. You're forgetting that you are talking to Raw, going to give it to you. Yeah. So that's for our hardcore <laughs> listeners. And I've got Russell. Oh, no, I went to the beginning of the show. Sorry, guys, we got to do it for the beginning. I've got Russell in Minneapolis. Russell, how are you doing tonight? And what do you think? Is it Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Groan? I don't know. You guys are ragging on Darkness on the Edge of Town. To me, the Boss albums have all been absolute killers we've listened to. The energy, the band, the big band on the sax, just bangers all over. We've talked about, Matt's talked about the four corners of greatness, how they always... He always begins and ends every set of the album. It's just an absolute killer. To me, this is respectfully, I think, the biggest disappointment on the list so far. It's slow. It's depressing. There's no dynamics. I just I think if you're going to have all these boss albums this high on the list, this one shouldn't be up here. If I want to listen to Bruce Springsteen, I want I want the other ones we've listened to so far. I want the energy. I, there's a reason he's like uh, one of the greatest live artists ever. And it's not because he's playing these songs. So, so kid, a, me, so kid a by Radiohead is no longer the biggest disappointment. This one is the biggest. Do you know what, Matt? It might be because he's got all these other albums that are killers to add a fourth one on the top one fifty. Kind of like you said, yeah. maybe it's just too much Bruce Springsteen. Maybe if we'd only heard two of his albums before, maybe I'd be good with it. But compared to the other ones for me, I'll take the other ones. I think this is, Way too high on the list. I'm going to say it's rolling grown, although it does have a time and place. When I get my new record set up and my my chair set up, I could see listening to this. But I would say the whole time I'm listening to it, it's rolling grown. <laughs> now, I, and I've done all the boss jokes. I've done Hugo Boss. But what I didn't get about this album is when Bruce Springsteen came out dressed like a cop and he started beating on the Ultimate Warrior with his baton. The big boss man. Yes, I, I could believe it. Wrestling in. If you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia. <laughs> you know the big boss man died at 42? No, oh, don't say that. I was just oh. going to say oh, I look so much like the big boss that? man. He, he died 42? at 42. Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. who could believe a wrestler at that time would be living a life that would cause him to die early? Would oh. you take that how, life, how old, are, how old are you? How old are you guys? <laughs> I'm 43, man. 43. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The big boss, man. Yeah. yeah but I, I, I've, also never, I've also never given the, the Hulkster a hard time slam. So he's <laughs> a different line. Uh, okay. Listen. Guys. Remember when he fought the Mountie at WrestleMania? It was like the battle of like oh, the, the Georgia mm-hmm. cop versus the Canadian policeman. Mm-hmm. And Sergeant Slaughter. Trooper, if we're going to talk about the boss. Rob, what's your ranking? Sergeant Slaughter steps in. Uh, listen, you guys are incorrect, unfortunately. What? This album gets a recorded... <laughs> this album gets a rolling recorded at home. We've uh, only had one other uh, album recorded at home. What was it? Sly and the Family Stone. Oh. Okay. And both of those albums have been huge bummers. Because it turns out when you are a guy who just hangs around at home... All day, and you don't do anything else. Maybe your summer just started, and you don't want to go anywhere. It can really have an effect on you mentally. Maybe you can prepare for a podcast for about 12 hours, and then it only lasts two hours. You don't get to do a lot of your bits. 
Okay. And it's a bummer. You barely get to play your DVD song. Anyway, next up, we have an album that might be the exact opposite of this one. Okay. Think about this. Bruce wants you, Bruce Springsteen wants you to understand the plight of Americans as corporations moved overseas Jobs went away. Employment set back the first generation ever in the United States to be worse off than their parents. Bruce wants you to see the pain and suffering being beneath the boots of the rich in the U.S. Bruce wants you to see the separation that can fill the hearts of people when there's the haves and the have-nots. Bruce wants you to see that. All George Michael wants is your sex. We've got George Michael Faith coming up next. And guess what? I'm probably going to give it to him. But you're just Go look at George look Michael in Wham. My God, is he good This guy. Jesus. I met him. Did I tell you guys that story? I've got the perfect I jacked him off in the bathroom in New York. Uh, Rob, oh, Rob, I what? was going to say that I've been actually working out quite a bit. And the next time that you suck on my finger, you'll notice my gorilla oh, grip. I call it the bone crusher. Listen, <laughs> there's no it's way the term gorilla get grip is staying in from the podcast from what I said what? earlier. If you remind yourself, <laughs> I was talking about, and this is going to get beeped out. I was talking about my wife. That's not staying in. Oh. No, her mom listens. Can't, can't keep that in. Uh, Dang it, route. No, there's something else here. There's something else. Uh, there's always another. There's we always. Got, we have to get, we got to get one more. Tonight. Do you think Big Boss Man, if he lost weight like John Popper, you'd have to change. Boss man. He'd have to change all of his cards. <laughs> Call me Big Boss Man Junior. Big Boss Man was my dad. He's dead. <laughs> Big Damn Boss it. Man Two. Yeah. Oh. Big Boss Man Two. Big Boss Man. Hello, shit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, who would have thought? Like. Yeah. Uh, let me do this. I gotta take a piss. I'll be right back. <laughs> 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 